Great to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Happy September, my perfect strangers out there. I, of course, am your host, Furby Montano, otherwise known as Chubby Elvis, and this is the Perfect Strangers Podcast. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We have a friend of mine by the name of Aisha Awadi. Now, Aisha is a self-proclaimed HR nerd. Uh, She is an awesome person. She's so cool to talk to. Now, Aisha is someone who I met on Instagram, actually. Most people I meet on the show are from TikTok, but Aisha I met through Instagram. I don't remember who followed who first, but... Uh, we started kind of liking each other's videos, liking each other's uh, photos, and uh, yeah, just chatting, and she's super cool. Lo and behold, after DMing for a little bit, I asked her to be on the show, and uh, we did an episode that none of you will ever hear. <laughs> That's right, Aisha has the lost episode of the Perfect Strangers podcast. But after that episode, I of course wanted her back because Aisha's awesome, and she agreed to, so we just had a blast talking. Uh, I really like talking to Aisha. She is super cool. She's such an interesting person and she's had a very interesting life um, that was cool to hear about and it was cool to get to know her uh, kind of outside of social media. So I'm not going to waste any more of your time. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy Aisha Alwadi and thank you so much for listening. Aisha, good to have you back on. Hey, man. I know we you have the lost episode of this of this entire show. Awesome! I'm super excited. <laughs> I know, I know. This is this is awesome. I'm happy we were able to to work it out again. Yeah. So, uh, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah. This this yeah. I'm good. Uh, life is good. I live in Florida, so you know it's the rainy season. And uh-huh. yeah, how about yourself? How's how's life? Yeah. Life is, um, interesting. Yeah. I'm sure. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nobody, nobody tells you this stuff when you like grow up, they don't make you sign like a paper, like, you know, there's going to be all this shit that you got to do when you're adulting. You're like, Oh my God. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely hear you. Um, once I hit my thirties, it kind of smacked me in the face. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I'm not a kid anymore. All right. This is fun. I don't remember signing anything. Do you remember? Did anyone come up to you and be like, hey, man, adult time? No, no. I think it's uh, it's it's the terms and conditions you get as soon as you you come mm-hmm. out of, you know, as soon as gotcha. the doctor gets you, he goes really fast like the guy in the infomercials. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool, though. Um, I, I read your article that you put out about change. Thank you. Did Great. you like it? I did. I did. Okay. Yeah, it was. It, uh, it kind of resonated with me because I've, I've, I'm having a lot, I guess I, I like to say I'm having a lot of change this year, but I feel like that's every year. There's a lot of change for everyone. Yeah, for but, sure. Well, like this year I'm getting married. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Um, yeah. You know, we're, me and my fiance are talking about kids and. Kids are so awesome. Do it. They're going to yeah. drive you insane, but they're so fun. <laughs> See, we're, I don't know. We're. We, we both want kids. We're just stuck in that, that spot right now because she's, she's an attorney and she uh, is just now sort of up going up in her career, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, me, I'm sort of stuck in a weird limbo where I have no idea what I want to do career-wise. Um, mm-hmm. I was laid off in February and I've had offers for, I was in sales before and I just, I don't want to do that anymore. And it's, uh, it's weird. I, I don't, I've, I've gone through kind of like a, a little bit of an identity crisis trying to figure out what I want to do for a job for at least for the foreseeable future, if not the rest of my life. Well, look, everybody goes through an identity crisis once or twice a, a month, <laughs> I would say. So don't worry about it. Um, not a bad time to be a stay-at-home dad though. That is true. That is oh. true. She is making money. So, you know, there is mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's, it's definitely something I've thought about. I think once we have a kid, um, that's something I would seriously think about, but for right now, I just can't wrap my head around it. If that makes sense. Right. Well, you need to, you need to try different things and see what works out for you. I mean, I've been in corporate for a long time and I've seen so many people, you know, 
they're like, yeah, I've been here for 25 years and I hate my life. And I'm like, oh my God, you don't want to be that person. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot more to life than just your job. You're a lot more than your job. See, and that's, that's sort of the, what I'm starting to realize is I feel like I put so much emphasis on my job, meaning something mm-hmm. and my job, not just being a paycheck and then yeah. my life can mean something outside of that. Yeah. You know, it's funny. There's this, this old saying that goes around like the HR space, like people ask you what you do for a living so they can know how, how much respect they need to give you. Right. And we, we equate that, like how much money you make or what your title is or whatever. And that's how important you are, which I'll tell you what it's, Um, you know, your value as a person is just, and I think that's one of the things I'm learning as I get older, which was one of the perks of aging, um, your value as a human being and your level of like peace internally has nothing to do with how much money you're making or that job title that you fought so hard for. See, and that's the interesting thing about that is because I feel like that's what I was told growing up. We were all told that man. It's, it's, it's crazy how, like, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm not in the, the struggle bus part of my life anymore. Hopefully I never am again mm-hmm. that like, I can look back and be like, you know, those shit jobs that I had, I actually had some fun at those. I actually enjoyed the parts of those, you know, what have you like looking yeah. at some rose colored glasses, but yeah, like right now, just the positions I've had, um, since being, having quote unquote, a real job, which I don't know who decides that, but quote unquote, real job. Yeah. Um, I fucking hated it, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so- nothing. I'll tell you something. Nothing is worth your peace at all. And again, I, as I get older, I, I learn this. And one of the things that I do outside of my big girl job is I coach people and I've been doing that for about 10 years now. And I swear to God, no matter where they are in their lives or what roles they have, and I'm I'm talking about some people are are chief operating officers and CXOs and CIOs and the EIEIOs, you know, all those big dudes. Mm -hmm. And they will tell you the last thing on their list of what fulfills them is their job. And so it's great to have an income. It's great to have all of that. But I think that we place too much importance on that and we value each other for the wrong things. That's fair. You know? That's fair. I, I get, I, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, I think so much of it too, is as, as I've gotten older and granted, I'm not saying I'm old, but I'm gonna be 34 next month. So, you know, seeing a few things, um, it's weird how like all of a sudden you start trying to keep up with the Joneses without even realizing it. Like you yeah. comparing yourself to your neighbor and your best friend. And well, this is what my parents are doing at my age. And it's, it's like, I've tried so hard not to do that because it creates such a toxic mindset. Yeah. And social media doesn't help social media. Actually, you know what? Social media isn't that bad for me. For me personally, I'm, I'm one of those people that's very happy for people. And I don't try to compare myself to what I see online. That's great. Because I know that that's, they're showing me what they want to show me. Mm -hmm. It's a a lot like when you're catching up with someone and you see them on the street and you're like, Hey, how you been? And they're like, Oh, I'm doing great. I got a promotion. I got this. They don't tell you my marriage is falling apart. My kid's an asshole. Like they don't tell you that part, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I get that about social media for me. It's more seeing the people next to me that I actually know that I interact with on a daily basis or on a consistent basis. Uh That's who I try to compare myself to. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I th- we're, we're totally opposite. Cause I, so I come from a really big family. I'm one of seven oh. and my mom's one of seven. My dad is one of seven. So I have like a gang of cousins and whatnot. Um, but I move a lot. So I don't have that. Um, but I also grew up in Dubai, which like, you know, if you're not driving around a Range Rover at seven years old, <laughs> um, but luckily, you know, I, I never, I never caught that bug. It's just, I would rather have time and stuff and plus because i move a lot packing stuff is a pain in the butt it sucks Packing yeah. stuff sucks yes <laughs> <laughs> you know I, at one point in my life and not too long ago i would have much rather had stuff than time um i'm kind of the same as you now at this point or yeah yeah I, like do i do i need another guitar do i need another tv like well yeah so a t yeah another guitar though i don't know maybe um but i remember like you know just crazy stuff like I, and then i i would get all this stuff and then i think covid really helped me because i was stay at home i was living in my gym clothes 
I mean, I, I don't think I've worn a pair of shoes in like two years. Um, <laughs> but I was just like, do I really need all of this? Like, and I'm just looking at this stuff, gather dust. And now I, I, as I, as again, I, the wisdom, right. Of listen to your elders. Um, <laughs> I'm realizing time. That's what I want. I want experiences and I want time. And again, too, my coaching practice is really interesting because one, I love to do it, but two, I get a lot of insight from people and, and they're going through stuff and other people are telling me about what they're going through. And I start to kind of link it to my own life. And, and I start to question like, well, what do I really want? What do I really care about? And, and sometimes they're going through something that I would have never thought of or looked at in a certain way. So it's just, it's really cool. And that's one of the reasons why I like what you're doing. Cause you get to talk to people and you get to see life in just different colors, man. It, this is this podcast in particular, cause I have another one too. But this one in particular has been so cool for that. Like, yeah, I think right now, including banked episodes, I have like 57 episodes. And of that, I think it's like 55 new people that Very I have cool. never met before. It's, it's yeah. wild. And like you, you talk to people who you, I mean, I would have never known them otherwise. Like right. as, as people, I would know them as like, oh, they have that funny TikTok or what have you. But like, I met one girl who, um, I have to be honest, like the first video I saw of hers, she uh, was talking about how she didn't like her engagement ring and she told her fiance about it or her not husband <laughs> okay. about it. And, and I remember like being super like, what the fuck? Like when I first saw it. And then I was like, no, no, no. She probably has a reason. So I reached out to her and I was like, hey, you want to talk about it? Yeah. And she came on and she's like super awesome. She's, she's yeah. a cool person. Just one thing. But like, like just little things like that where I would have totally like judged someone in the mm -hmm. past for that. Like now I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. Tell me about it. What's, you know? Yeah. It's funny. I, you said tick, like TikTok is such a funny little space for me. I've been uh, avoiding it like crazy. I'm like, I'm too old for this stuff. I can't do it. No. Um, it's just not my jam. I'm not going to be doing any dances, you know, but my friend is like, you need to do it. You need to do it. So I got on there and I've been watching like people like you just hilarious. And one of the things I love about it is you get to see that the world is full of really cool people, yeah. right? You see so much crap on the news and you're like, God, I, I just want to lock myself in my house and never step outside. And then you have this medium and you're watching people just be hysterical because they're in the comfort of their own home. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay, there are cool people out there. It's really fun. I think it humanizes everybody, which is so needed in the age of social media. Yes, so for sure. Needed. Yes. Like, think about Facebook and how, like, I never get on Facebook anymore, but when I do, it's like my neighborhood groups and then like just whatever's there. Mm -hmm. People are fucking brutal on that app. Like they just. Yeah, I don't, I don't have it. I had it years and years ago, but I don't now. Yeah. It, it's like, I, I don't even like going on it because I'm like, oh my God, man, people are so hateful towards each other. I don't they're mean. It. Yeah. They're, I mean, sometimes I wonder like, would you say that to my face? Like if you saw me, Instagram is one I use for like work stuff, mm -hmm. but you know, you get on Instagram and you start doing this one and I just, I can't now, especially as a woman, you know, as a mom, like I can't do it anymore. Like the duck faces, I can't handle. Like if I see another duck face, I'm a freak out. Um, and you know, like, oh my gosh, I just woke up like this. And it bothers me because again, I'm one, so a big family, one of five girls. And, you know, I've, I've seen my fair share of my sisters, myself, my, my girl cousins, like really struggle with not looking a certain way or not whatever, like, you know, all the stuff that TV tells you, you got to look like. And then I see this crap on social media, like, oh, I just look and I'm like, girl, you know, that is not what you woke up looking like, like, stop it stop with the Photoshop, stop lying. It's, it's really detrimental, especially like when I hear some of my coaching clients are younger. Um, I love, I love talking to like young girls, particularly Arab women. Um, because I mean, it's, things are changing now, but you know, it, it was so that there was little representation in the workforce for our young Arab girls. And so I would like to, you know, kind of I would, I would meet with them. I would do like mentorship programs and they're very informal, but now it's moved online and it's coaching programs. And I talked to a lot of them and the, the biggest issue that these poor girls are suffering from are this, these crazy, crazy, like expectations that all come from social media. And I'm like, you like, you said that you understand that it's fake, but a lot of these kids don't understand that it's fake. Right. 
and it's, it's overwhelming and it's frustrating. And like, the thing is I'm 34 now I'm 34 and I'm a guy, which being a guy is a big difference. Mm. But, um, when I was 21 though, I would see social media and be like, Oh my God, I want to be that. I want to do that. Like, how do they do that? And then you meet this person in real life. You're like, Oh, they're a recluse and they suck as a person. Like, <laughs> This yeah, the minute they put that act. phone down, yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is all an act. Okay, I got it. You're playing a character. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> but no, I mean that I think that's super cool that you're doing that though. Um, how how did you start with the coaching and what's kind of what what do you what does your coaching look like? Uh yeah. Um, well, I I started at work. I did it like for the corporation. I got certified and I did it internally to kind of help people up their performance, right? And um, and then it kind of moved into when, when when the workforce started focusing on, you know, we have to have cultures that are healthy. We have to focus on employee engagement and people's mental health needs to be looked after. And then when COVID happened, those skills were really required. Um, but before COVID, I started to just network internally, you know, in the on the client sites that I was at. And a lot of young Arab girls would come up to me like, how do you, like, how do you do what you do? Like, tell me about it. And, you know, um, and a lot of them too had like mothers who were extremely ambitious, but did not have the ability to be educated. So they didn't know what it meant to grow in the workforce as a woman. Um, and so that's kind of how I got into the space, just kind of like these informal conversations that were happening. And then a few of them would like call me and be like, Hey, I'm dealing with this at work. I don't know what to do. Um, and then a lot of it really fell into the space of basically, I don't know how to create boundaries. I don't know how to ask for what I want. I don't, these are also like culturally not normal to have these kinds of conversations because in certain cultures it's considered rude or, you know, whatever. And so that really pushed me in that direction. And I decided that that's something that I wanted to do professionally as well on the side. That's super cool. Yeah. It's really fun. It's very rewarding. It's, it's wild hearing you say everything you say about Arab girls is very similar to like me. I'm, I'm of Mexican descent. Mm -hmm. Very similar to Mexicans. Like, yeah. Like there, there's a lot of younger people now who are just now starting to realize that for lack of a better term, they can succeed in a white world mm -hmm. and uh, they don't know how to, because their parents really don't know how to either. And they, it's weird. It's, it's like, I've noticed it with a lot of minority groups that I've talked to. Like I've talked to people who are Asian. I've talked to people that are black and a lot of them have the exact same thing. Like I have no idea how to succeed. And when I reach out for help, no one who looks like me knows either. Exactly. So, I think it's one of those things where we're just not taught. Uh, I mean, one of the reasons I moved to the States from Dubai, um, even though I loved my job and everything, uh, I was always told by certain colleagues that I could, and I, this sounds silly saying it out loud, but, but it stuck with me. And they're like, well, you could never make it there. You're only good at what you do because you're here. And I was just like, hmm, interesting. We're going to find out. So you moved you here know. as a big fuck you, right? A giant one, <laughs> giant one. Yes. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But I mean, it, it is interesting too. Like this is a whole, it's a learning experience for me. And I think it's really, it's painful and scary at times and help, but it's really helpful because I have this whole worldview of what it means to be an outsider, right? Mm -hmm. um, what it means to be a woman in a new place, like the, all of these things that I didn't really understand before. So it's, I feel like I'm in the college of life all over. Again. <laughs> so how, how long have you been in the States? Um, I mean, I went to college here, but I, I've been here now for two years and I came here on funnily enough on like a small, tiny little vacation and then COVID changed everything. And then it was like, Oh, nope, I guess you're living here now. And I'm like, Oh my God. Um, and so that was big. That was a huge change. And then I've got two little kids too. So trying to figure that life out and remote working and, you know, just trying to, just trying to keep my head above water. So what, what was lockdown being in lockdown, like with two kids, two little kids? Um, you know, I want to, I want to say like, oh my God, it drove me nuts and it kind of did and does, but we also got to bond a lot um, because they're, they were like my tribe. And I was here alone. Like I'm used to my family. My family is probably, I mean, any, any Mediterranean type family can understand 
big, loud, in your face, in your business all the time, right? There's always somebody at the house kind of thing. And then here I am with these two little humans in isolation. So it was, it was, it was a big learning experience for us. I think it brought us a lot closer the times that I wasn't losing my mind. I mean, but yeah, <laughs> that's, that's good. Um, that, that's funny. It, it, Cause I grew up very similar where um, I always had, like, I lived on a giant plot of land yeah. with like horses and cows and stuff. And my whole family had different, had houses that were like within walking distance to each other. And yeah. I don't remember ever locking our door. Nope. Ever. Like I, people could just no knocking. You just come in like, Hey, oh, yeah. what's going on? Like, yeah. And then for me, I, I moved out when I was 21 and I moved to LA and holy shit. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anybody. And it's just me out here. Like I have to go make friends with my neighbors. My cousins. Yeah. And, like, it's crazy. It's weird. It was, it was weird. Like I didn't realize how big of a culture shock that would be. Yeah. And you're in the same country. Think about that. I know. And I was going to, I was just going to say, I couldn't imagine doing that and also having to adjust to a new country and a new laws, new way of living, new culture, new everything. That's, that's yeah. Insane. Like try doing your taxes for the first time. Jesus. Oh, I don't envy you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is weird. It is weird having like, you know, I have like my people, but they're like 8,000 miles away. And then all of my friends who, who are from here, of course, live like 15 hour drives away. So it's kind of weird, but I think COVID has also normalized that where we're, you know, we have our girls nights type thing virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say it has, it has pushed me in a direction where I'm looking outside right now. Cause I've got a trail. Um, and I do, I, I have started trail running Cool. cause I'm like, I always labeled myself as someone who doesn't run, who doesn't do outdoors. And I'm like, well, why have I, why have I told myself that story? And so I've, I've just been kind of like exploring that part of myself. Um, super fun. I would recommend it, but like, don't fall. Too many snakes in Florida. Uh, you won't convince me to do it. Yes. I forgot. Yes. That's the thing. <laughs> Alligators are a thing too, right? Yes. Actually, yesterday I saw three of them at a pond just around the corner from my house. They were just hanging out. Yeah, no fun. Mm-mm. No, no, it's uh, it's it's terrifying, um, yeah. to say the least. Especially being from New Mexico, um, closest thing to a water animal we have is like, I don't know, a fish. That's it. Mm-hmm. So uh, seeing all these like turtles and uh, number one, I'm terrified of birds and reptiles, and I moved <laughs> to the land of birds and reptiles. Right. That is so funny. Yeah. I, so I went to school in Arizona, and like I, you know, I could deal with like a scorpion. Oh, where'd you go to school? I went to ASU. Dude, get out of here. Yeah, same. <laughs> just drop okay, that just helmet, put that yeah. anywhere. Just put that anywhere. Yeah. Um, so I can deal with the desert and I could deal with the snakes and the whatnots. And out here in the Midwest, like if you like I, spiders and like little, little gnat thingies. So yes, trail running is wonderful, but you need to be able to run fast enough that you don't get a bug in your hair or in your mouth or whatever. So it's, it's a, it's a whole new world for me. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. What, what made you like just decide to do it one day to move? No, no, no. To, to, try oh, to you know, it's funny. I actually follow this guy on TikTok, Um, hey. and I love his channel. He's like so inspiring. Um, and I'm just like, you know what? I reached out to him and I'm like, Hey, how do you trail run? And I didn't expect to hear back from him. And he just like sent me all these messages. Like you should try this and you should try that and whatever. And then I did. And he wrote me a couple of days later, like, how was it? And I'm like, oh my God, baby steps. But yeah, I, I didn't die. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really cool. That's so like so just cool. seeing people out there, like just sharing like what they do and what they love. It, it's, I mean, it really is inspiring. Yeah. A hundred percent. I, uh, I did that with cooking through the pandemic is, uh, I, you cook. Yeah. Oh yeah. Get out of town. You're everyone in Orlando. I'll have you by the house. I'll, I'll, I got you. What do you, so what is your, what is the dish? You got to show off. What is the dish? Spaghetti and meatballs, but I do everything from scratch. Okay. So I make my own noodles, make my own meatballs, make my own sauce. Everything. I'm sorry. Did you see it? I make my own noodles? Yeah. Like out of the box, put it in the hot water. No, 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 no. Roll the dough, make it through. Shut it. up. We got, we got a mixer with the pasta attachment or whatever. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, you yeah. win. You win. I can't do that. 
Yeah, well, what's funny, I so I always enjoyed cooking, but I was like, I would make like ground beef tacos or like uh, spaghetti yeah. from the, the jar and stuff like it was never like, you know, good cuisine. And then, hey, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I'm saying for me, it was never like it was never like I, I was never the type of guy to go out and buy all the stuff and actually have uh-huh. the discipline to do it. So and, uh, COVID and then COVID, I was doing TikToks. And then when I wasn't doing TikToks, I was bored because there's only so much YouTube you can watch. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah, me and my fiance both started cooking and I, I really like love it now. Like I, I enjoy the shit out of it. Like, dude, that is amazing. I made my own bao buns the other day. Like, yeah. are you yeah. serious? Yeah, dude. We bought the I didn't little know steamer. You could do that. Yeah, it, <laughs> nice. they, were, they were so much easier than I thought they were going to be. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I would probably be sitting on a beach if I were you all day, every day. Not, How is that not a thing? I'm not a beach guy. I'm, number but one, you, I'm, and you live in Florida. I know, I know, I know. I used to live in California too, and I went to the beach like twice in three years, but. Um, I know, I know, I know. Okay, <laughs> whatever. We're not friends. I don't like here right now. You're like interview over. Leave. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> no, but that is really cool. That is really cool. Do you think you want to maybe do something with that? You know, I would love to. The reason I'm hesitant to is uh, so I originally went to music school. Mm-hmm. Music was my passion. That's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It, didn't, it didn't work out which I still play around town, but it didn't work out professionally and it broke my heart. Oh, so if I don't want to do that with something else that I really love and then have it not work out again, you know what I mean? Well, I would, I would invite you to reconsider the definition of what workout means. That's fair. For if me, you get work- to do something you love. For me, working out is being able to pay my bills, doing whatever, whatever I'm doing. That's, that's okay. what working out is to me. That's um, a fair definition. Yeah. I, I don't need to get rich. I don't need to have a lavish lifestyle. I just want to be able to pay my bills, not worry about, you know, if there's going to be a roof over my head and that's it. yeah, that's not a fun thing to worry about. No, I've been there before. It sucks. It sucks really bad. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that that's, that's what my, de- my definition of working out was when I was trying to do music, I was broke all the time. Uh, always worried if I was going to be able to pay my rent or eat that week or, you know, what have you. And it it mm. was, wasn't fun. Wasn't fun for me. So um, I would hate to go into food and try to do that and have that happen again. You know. Yeah, I understand that. Well, people like to eat, right? So I don't know. That is true. <laughs> if you're making your own noodles from scratch, I mean, you're way ahead of the uh, game. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll send you a recipe. They're much easier than you think. You know, I, I think like everybody else in the beginning of the pandemic, I, you know, baked my own bread and all that stuff, but my kids are young and they eat like the same three things. So whenever I try to be cool and like make something new, they're like, we don't want this. And they just, they won't touch it. And like, you know, back in my day when the dinosaurs were on the earth, like if it was in front of you, that was it. Like you weren't getting anything else. Well, I was the same way. Dude, my kids are so stubborn. They just, they won't eat it. They will not eat it. And they're at that age now where they'll like go into the pantry and open it up. You know, um, when I'm sleeping, it's like the other, so the other, I got to tell you the story. So the other day, um, we, sometimes my boys and I will have like a movie night and then like, okay, that's it. Lights out. Everybody goes to bed. And then this one night we do that. And then I wake up at like one 30 in the morning or something. And I look and I'm like, what did I leave the TV on? My son is like hiding under his covers, watching this TV show. And I'm like, bro, are you serious? He's like, what? I wasn't tired, mom. I'm like, Guy, you have school the next day. <laughs> so yeah, kids are funny. You should totally do it. They will drive you nuts, but um, yeah, worth it. I, I, I do want to be a dad. I will say that. So I, I, you know, I, I did hear something once that you're not really a dad until you're outnumbered. That's fair. Yeah. So you got to, you got to think about like the threes and the fours. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see about that. Let me, let me get through one first and then, uh, then we'll talk about threes and fours. So you said you had another podcast. I'm not aware of this one. I guess I've not been TikToking enough. No, no, no. It's actually brand new. Um, We put out two episodes. Uh, It's me and a a gentleman by the name of Evan, who I grew up with Um, Mm -hmm. called shitty jobs, actually. (laughs) Oh, right in the HR gut. I know, I know, but uh, no, it's, 
very similar to this one we have people on and uh we just talk but obviously the 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 topic being shitty jobs and just people sharing any kind of toxic stuff they've had like we've had a really guys. The, the ones that that freaked me out were guys from the military i never thought of that one as being a shitty job although of course it is it could be right. Uh, but we had one guy who was in the military who told us some stories that we were like, whoa, okay. Yeah. My best buy job was not that big of a deal. Holy. Oh shit. my God. I have to I like suspense. Now I got, are they out? Can I watch them? Yeah. 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 So we, um, I put them all up on YouTube and then all on uh, Spotify. I'm totally Apple doing that. Like that. Yeah. It's just called shitty jobs. You can check it out. I like it. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know if the HR folks are going to appreciate that, but you know, my sister is actually in HR and she is like dying to get on it. So, really? Yeah. You know, what's, what is funny though, like in, when you're in this field, um, like we always say, like we, we joke, like the stories that you could tell are just sometimes, I mean, certain things happen that you're just like, I'm sorry, what? Like, I, I will tell you a story. Um, years ago, uh, when I was still a youngin, and I had just kind of like started, I think it was like my second year um, I had to speak to this person and I can say this now cause it's been long enough, but I had to speak to this person about like why they weren't coming to work. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I would say, go ahead and guess why, like you could never in a million years guess the reason for this person. So they, so they weren't showing up regularly. Um, and their boss was complaining. And, and, um, when I sat, sat down and spoke to her, it was me and another colleague who now is like my best friend. And we both went through this very weird experience together. Like, could you, could you like guess like what it was? Uh, I don't know. You're saying it's very weird and I'd never guess it. So, mm-hmm. um, I have no idea. I, I don't even want to guess. Because she was possessed by a demon. Okay. Okay. But yeah, the I... funny thing is, is that that demon only showed up like close to the weekend. So she automatically had like this long weekend. Uh, okay. And we're like, oh, and, and my friend, she adorable. She just kind of like stood there and she like, took a step back. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, so tell me about this thing. So like, it only shows up on like Fridays, like Thursdays and Fridays. Right. Yeah. You know, and she was like telling me this whole story. Like she had this entire mythology in her head and I'm like, holy moly. And I'll tell you that that is not even like the craziest one I've heard. It's just, it's the one that stands out. Wow. Mm, okay. Fun times. I mean, the funny thing is you, you say that and I, that doesn't shock me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've, I've, I worked retail long enough that I've heard some shit. So, Oh my God. That's so funny. Like we had a guy one time, um actually this is this one's not even not really sad it's not really like someone seeing something or anything but uh, we, we had someone who was stealing the compressed air and taking okay. it into the bathroom and going and like inhaling it to get high he was just stealing it from the floor he'd inhale one and then go get another one go get another one go get another one wait like the the um like the, the computer thingy yeah, yeah so he was inhaling that to get and high. he was a customer or was he, was he... A cu- he was a customer fantastic <laughs> so we noticed this guy keeps coming and going to the bathroom coming and going to the bathroom so my boss is like hey can you go check and make sure he's okay because like maybe he needs an ambulance or can you just go check on him so i go in there and there's like 12 cans of compressed air just all over the stall oh my gosh laid out and all i see are just like feet kicked out like that <laughs> and i got and i could tell someone's in there just like oh Oh, like he's just making these noises. And I was like, oh, God damn it. I have to deal with this. All right. So I'm like, uh, sir, are you okay? You okay? And he's just sitting there like, oh, no. Oh, oh my no. God. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm on my, my radio, like, hey, boss, this dude is like high out of his mind. Can you call the cops or something? Yeah. No, no one's responding to me. No one. So I'm oh like, oh my God. I don't want this guy to like, die mm-hmm. what do i do and it was it was when i worked at best buy so we couldn't have our phones on us so i couldn't call the ambulance myself finally my boss gets on I, it might have been a minute later but it seemed like it was an hour and a half and he's like yeah yeah just give me a minute i'm finishing up with the customer then i'll help you out <laughs> did this guy say anything that like oh, or this, was he just like laying there this, this guy was gone he didn't know where he was he was so he was in his own world you know, that's, that's funny. Like they don't train you for that. Like, what do you do in this situation? 
right? <laughs> oh my God. That, that one was, uh, that was a different one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you might, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the exorcism story may have, I don't know. I can't decide which one wins. I think your exorcism story is up there though. That's, that's well, I mean, one. I think if she kind of like freaked out during the session, which I think maybe, I mean, the like, girl, come on, if you're going to do it, do it right. Um, but yeah, I, I think I would have liked to see where it could have gone, but yeah. she, yeah, kind of lame. That's okay. So have you ever like heard something like that? Obviously, I guess that one's pretty wild, but something like that. And then you just like keep asking questions like, what the fuck? I got to know more. Um, no. So the reason and this is like a, this is a, a warning to all the HR people out there. Do not do that because you're going to go places where you do not want to go. I've had people like, I, you know, ask the probing question and ask why, like, don't do that because sometimes it's just better not to know. Um, and there, there's been times where, you know, it's just, it's been like serious stuff where you're like, oh my gosh, how do I help this person? You can't do anything. Or other times where it's just absolutely ludicrous. And you're like, do you hear the words that are coming out of your mouth? Just like save us all some time and just like, you know, like, let's, let's stop this now. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I just, there's just been so many, I mean, I remember it, it almost like childish stuff. Like, you know, my dog ate my homework type excuses, mm -hmm. like, well, you know, why, for whatever reason, like, why is that not, <laughs> there was this one dude, he came to work smelling like a brewery and he kept telling everybody, no, he's okay. He was diabetic. And I'm like, diabetic, mm. you would not smell like guy anyway, he it, he was he he was just on another level and then he like started to get really upset with everybody and he started yelling and we had to call security so it's just one of those things where you you kind of have to assess the situation from afar and then be like okay you know what i'm not gonna yeah i'm gonna call the proper authorities the, um, i'm sorry for you you had to walk in by yourself yeah that was uh that was an interesting day yeah <laughs> yeah that's I, I kind of get where you're going. I, the curiosity in me would not allow me to not just, you know, I have a tell demon. me more. Yeah, I have a demon that's possessing me. I can just be like, okay, well, so on Thursdays, you, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I would have to know, like, wait, wait, a demon. Okay, tell me about this demon. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I, when you're in HR long enough, you know, you. I mean, I've had I've had chairs thrown at me. Um, I've had people call me, I think anything you can think of. And these are people who like under normal circumstances are like normal functioning human beings. Right. And you're, and then, you know, stuff happens and you see this side to people and you're like, what? I did have one. Okay. This was weird. Um, I did have somebody come to me one time. This was like a million years ago. And I, they didn't, they didn't come to me. I was sitting in the office with a colleague and she went to my colleague and she spoke to her and she's like, look, I have a complaint about this dude who works in the office. And he keeps asking me for these weird things that she was so embarrassed. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be so bad. Like, oh God, this is going to be terrible. And then we're like, well, what is it? And she's like, he keeps asking me for pictures of my feet. Okay. Dude had a feet fetish. That's that's a little weird. But now it's our job to go and have a conversation with him. <laughs> so, luckily, it wasn't my case, so I didn't have to deal with it. But I'm just sitting there, like talking to my colleague after, like, "Girl, how are you going to deal with this?" And she's like, "I don't know, but I'm not going in today because she had like open." She's like, "I feel awkward now. I can't. I can never look at him the same. You know, it's just, it's just weird, man. It's just a strange place to be." Um, but yeah, it's. I mean. It has inspired me to potentially go into psychology because I'm just like some, you know, it's just, it feels like the natural like route now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've thought about being a therapist before. I've thought about going back and getting my master's and doing all that. You should. Yeah. It, just because like stuff like that, I want to be like, okay, I want to dive further into that. Like, let's, ah. let's not, 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 from a, not from a curiosity standpoint, but more like a, okay, what can I do to help you with this? You yeah. Know, yeah. It's I, interesting. It's so interesting. People are just, people are going through it, man. We're, we're all animals, right? We all have our own things. Like it's, yeah. I, I don't know why we try to pretend so often that like we're like, cause we've taught ourselves to be civilized. Right. But at our core, we are wild animals who have just learned to tame ourselves. That's what we are. <laughs> 
So we all have these animalistic urges that we all deal with. Not that I'm saying they're right or that it's okay to, you know, put them onto other people, but we all have them. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I think when people try to shame that out of mm-hmm. you, like obvious, obviously if you're doing it in a way that harms other people, yeah, no, that's not cool. But if you're yeah. doing it yourself. Do you? Yeah, do you. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, don't, I mean, you live in Florida, so. Ooh, yeah. I'm sure you, you, there's a lot of interesting stuff happening over there. Florida man is very real. Let me put it. That I way. was just about <laughs> to say it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I bought a, I bought a pair of pink shorts the other day willingly. And then I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. I've been here two years. Okay. You this are, is, you are turning into Florida man. Yeah, It's going to be okay you, though. I don't know. It may not be, may not be. You may see me with a year long tan next time you see me. And- <laughs> Have the, have the like sunburn, but not for the glasses with the papers. Uh-huh. That's probably going to be me in a couple of years, man. It's a look. It's, a, it's look. a look. And as long as you're happy, who cares what anybody else says? That's very true. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that doesn't turn into me, but it might. <laughs> you know, as we, as we grow older, I mean, we do quirk. I mean, at least I do. I remember thinking I would never wear that. I would never do that. And I find myself doing it. I'm like, I'm going out with big old hats on flower print, everything. Like I I feel like my kids are young enough that they don't get embarrassed by mom yet, but they will like very soon, you know, like they're going to go to school. Like, Oh God. Oh God. You know? So are you going to double down just to embarrass them? You know, I think, I feel like if you're going to do something and I tell this to everybody, if you're going to do it, go all the way or don't even bother. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> I just figure as I get older, I'm, you know, I had a really cool grandma. Yeah, you're good. She was like the most eccentric human being ever. You know, she was loud. She was so inappropriate, um, but she was so hilarious and everybody loved her. And I'm like, I, I always looked at her and I'm like, when I'm older, like I want to be that. And so I'm just going to be that. Well, I'm going to be that, that woman, you know, just crazy as hell, maybe get like 15 cats or something and, and just walk around and just make everybody feel awkward and say whatever is on my mind. There, there's no other way to live your life. I do that now. And I'm a 34 year old man. <laughs> no, I just, yeah. Again, like I said, if you're going to do something, go all the way. Yeah. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. My, my grandma was the same way. She, uh, especially, so she had a stroke when I was maybe in 10th grade, 11th grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was wheelchair bound for the last 12 years of her life. Um, but she got even funnier after that because she used to like, if she got like, if she was even agitated at anything, she would tell my grandpa like, Bone, go get me a glass of water. So you get her a glass of water. She's like, there's no ice in this. <laughs> He'd be like, okay, you put ice in it. And then she'd be like, I don't want that anymore. Get me a Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> then he'd bring her the Gatorade. No, I changed my mind again. I want water. <laughs> no ice. <laughs> That's like, way to be, man. Yeah, it was great. It was great. And she would just say the shit, like anything that was on her mind. She did not care at all. It was great. I, yeah, I mean, seriously, though, I feel like, you know, we... When we grow up, and at least, I'm just speaking, I can only speak from my own experience. When we grow up, we're taught or, or we want to fit in so much that we end up, for, we, we don't even really discover like who we are as individuals, right? Mm-hmm. And some of us will go through our whole life not knowing who we are because we, we played the fit in, be the fake person game so long that we can't figure it out. But, but sometimes life will punch you in the face and it's actually a good thing because you're like, okay, now I have to figure out like who I am. And then you start to realize I'm actually pretty awesome in this very yeah. weird way. And once you start learning that about yourself, you'll start to notice it in other people and you'll start attracting people who are kind of like that too. And it's just, it's really fun. It's a really fun place to be. Yeah. I never understood that, that when, when I was growing up, when people would say you are, you attract what you are. Mm-hmm. I never understood that. I, I agree. As I've gotten older, I've been like, Oh, okay. I see this. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I mean, you, and it's funny, you know, like my dad used to say, my dad would always say this like sage stuff and, and I could never understand what dad was saying. And he always used to say that, like, you know, you meet people at the level you're at, you could never meet anybody at a different level. And I'm like, okay, dad, God, thank you. But now that I'm older, like I, I totally get that. You know, when you're in a place where you're really comfortable with who you are, 
you can sense when other people are, or if you're in a place where you're feeling very like awkward and whatever, same, the same type of crowd just like starts to linger around you. So it's, it's not worth being anything but yourself. You ever had a really good friend that you, you two have like outgrown each other? Yes. Isn't that an awkward feeling? It is. And it's painful. And, and a lot of times, you know, what that person may try to do is like blame you for outgrowing them Mm -hmm. and make you feel bad. And like, oh, it's all you and you're really bad. And, but at the end of the day, like it may take a while, but you really have to like figure out what, what gives you peace inside. You know, like I will tell you when I was in my twenties, what was important to me then and what I thought was cool is not what I think is important now. And a lot of the people who were around me and in my life at that time are no longer part of my life, or I'm starting to see that they can't be part of my life anymore. And it's a really painful process, but you know, all of those sayings came from somewhere, right? Like growing pains and all that other stuff. And yeah, I mean, it happens and you have to, you could stop your growth for sure and just stay still, but you're going to regret it. I don't know if you can. I don't, I don't I, you can. I've definitely seen it where, you know, and I'm just giving silly hypotheticals, but let's say you, you're with a group of people and all of you, um, you know, you met as, as young party kids and now you're growing and you're learning new things about life and you're finding that, I don't know, going mountain biking is fun for you. Right. And that's not what they want to do. You could, you could give that up and, and, and just stay in that place where you were. You're not going to be the best version of yourself. And it's really unfortunate because you're flushing your potential down the toilet, or you could say, you know, adios and just kind of keep growing. See, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that either though, because Mm -hmm. I, I think your best version of yourself is what you think is your best version of yourself. So um, like for me, obviously the musician part, I, I haven't given up music, but I've stopped trying to pursue it as a career because it's mm-hmm. just not going to work out. Um, but I have a lot of friends that, you know, I went to school with that are still trying and they were just like me and they've stayed the same, but for them, that's their version of growth. They're, they're growing, trying to achieve something that may never happen. And, yeah, you know, I have to respect that. Even if I see it as them staying still, because that's not what I would do. That's what they think is right for their themselves or, you know, even people when they go to do have unhealthy habits, which it's unfortunate to watch, but in their mind, that's how they grow. And I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with, you know, you can stay stagnant or you can grow. I think you're constantly growing. You know, what's best for you, whether yeah. you act on that or not is up to you, but it, I think you're constantly growing though. Either mm-hmm. way. Yeah. I think, I think you, you put it well there, um, whether you choose to act on it. Yeah. You know, again, I, with, with like my client base, I will have people who are, I mean, even something like, you know, they're in a job that they don't like and they know it and they know it's not right for them. And they're like, and they're constantly coming back to the sessions, like with the same, you know, I don't know about this and I'm not happy there. And it's like, well, you know, you kind of came to a point where you knew what the right thing was to do and it was to leave, Mm -hmm. but you're too scared or too comfortable or too whatever, Um, you know? And then there's also like, there's, look, life is not one dimensional. It, it, it is very complicated. Um, there's also the idea too, where you have to decide, I think we, we come, so let me back up and also say, say this, there is a problem and, and there's research out there to, to, to back this up and you can look it up where particularly in the West, and I'm learning all of this now because I don't come from the society. Mm-hmm. There is this obsession with this me society, this I, 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 me, 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 whatever feels good for me. And I don't come from that. And and where I come from, it's about the collective. Like you do what's right for everybody else. And in turn, it's good for you because you're helping your tribe kind of move forward. And there's a lot of gratification in that. And actually now research is showing that when you do things for the better, for, for other people's benefit, you are much happier. So they did a study uh, on the UK and the US, and then they did it with Japan. And I think it was someplace in South America. And I couldn't remember, I can't remember the third, but um, when, or sorry, China, Japan, and and a place in South America. And they did like a happiness index. And they found that the happiest people were in these countries. And when they tried to to kind of dig down and figure out why, um, first of all, they they didn't have this way of articulating 
happiness. Like they didn't get it. They're like, what, what do you mean? Happy? Life is not about being happy. Life is about being useful. You know, like what is this, this obsession with, I want to be happy. Happiness is like one emotion on the spectrum of all the emotions that you can feel as a human, but somebody somewhere said that this one is more important. Right. right. So that's one concept that they couldn't really get, but when they dug deep down and they're like, okay, well, how do you, how do you quantify, you know, to feel good, et cetera. It was doing things to be in service for others. Right. And then you have the societies where everything is about me and I'm going to do what makes me feel good. You know, number one, first, those people and those societies are the ones that are the most unhappy. And so it's interesting, like you, like, yes, you grow and you develop, but I think it's different too. Like, you know, I have a family and I could never imagine my growth without be the be like benefiting them as well, like taking them with right. me. And when I see people, like I watch, Sometimes even my own clients who are like in, in, a, you know, in their own familiar relationship are like, well, I have to do what's right for me. And what that means is she walks out on her entire family. And I'm just like, yeah, that, what? Yeah. For me, when people do that, like they walk away from their whole family. Oh, like dude, they justify system. it. They dude. justify it. I mean, I, I literally start, I started one coaching conversation recently. Unfortunately, it was, you know client who had worked with in a lot for a long time. And actually I had to stop working with them because I'm like, our values don't align and I can't be objective here. Yeah. And she, you know, it started out like I'm unhappy with work and this and that and the other thing. And then it slowly started to devolve over, over weeks. And it was basically, I need to walk out on my family. Of course, this is not how she would paint it, sure. but I'm just like, whoa, but, and she, her, and she was trying to justify it to me saying, well, but I have to do what's right for me because I'm growing and me, me. And all I heard was me, 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 I, 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 and I couldn't like my head, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And this is at that point where I'm like, I think you need to go speak to a therapist because I'm not trained in this. And quite frankly, I can continue to work with you. It was, it is just very sad. And that's kind of where, you know, personal growth is so important, but personal growth is great for you but not at the expense and destruction of the things that you've committed to, I particularly agree. family. For me, family is the most important thing above all else. I agree. I yeah. Agree. But it's interesting, right? Like our cultures are very similar in that way. I feel like, I don't know, I can't paint with a broad stroke brush, but I feel like it's also cultural dynamic. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it too. So I guess you don't know much about me. Um, I grew up uh, with divorced parents. So on my dad's side, it was what I told you. We all lived in a big plot of land. My family was open door policy. Come on in, you know, do whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, with my mom, uh, very different. Uh, my mom, um, she was a single mom for a lot of that. Didn't have a lot of money for a lot of that. So I, I kind of got two experiences like the, mm. like the, you know, live out in the country to have uh, two cars and a house and a garage, like with my dad with you know, my stepmom, she's been in my life 29 years. I'm 34. Mm -hmm. So she's been there pretty much my whole life. Um, and with my mom, I had the broke single mom experience and tr her struggling and having like broccoli and Velveeta for dinner and, you know, like uh. that whole side of it. So I, 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 I get where people come from when they do that. I need to look out for me because my mom was, well, my mom, loves her family. She would never walk out on her family. She mm -hmm. was very much of the mindset, like I have to do what's right for me and my kids first. So I, I get where people come from with that mindset, with the, I yeah. have to look out for me. Fuck you. If you're in my way, even if you are my parents, even if you are my sisters, even if you're whatever. Um, but I also get from my dad's side, the, the village, right? It takes a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. and that was my village growing up. I had my yeah. That's me. so great that you had that. Yeah, it's so I, I, but I can see where, where both people are coming from in that situation. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, I think family is something, unless it's something really toxic and they really right, yeah. something, something, if it's just you being, for lack of a better term, selfish and trying to just get ahead at the expense of your relationships with your family. Yeah. Have at it, but just know that's, that's a pretty big step to take. Yeah. Know? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but um, I, yeah, I've, I've kind of seen both sides of the coin there. Yeah. yeah, I get that. And I mean, I, this is the whole thing. I like I'm I think we're all on this growth journey right now. And again, I keep saying as I get older, as I get older, um, there's just so much that I'm learning about like life. And when I talk to clients that are at different phases in their lives, it's very interesting because you get that perspective, too. Like I have one person that I work with who's in their in their late 60s. And, you know, they can, 
point out certain things or they talk about certain things that they did. And I'm just like, wow, I, you know, here's, here's some, some things to look out for as we, as we get older and as we go through this journey, it's just, it's so interesting, like having people around who have all that experience and just talking to them and reaching out to them and, and, you know, maybe even just like strangers online, that would be fun too. Strangers online. This is, yeah, it's, it's cool. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I heard something interesting from my future mother-in-law a couple of years ago. And I don't even think she was trying to be like, she wasn't trying to be philosophical. She was actually more like telling me how stupid I was being. (laughs) At that time I was about to turn 32 and I was kind of like sulking, like, oh man, I'm getting so old and you know, 30. Yeah. Um, And she just looks at me going like, do you know how bad I fucked up when I was 32? You need to get out of your own head. That's what she told me. And she wasn't trying to be philosophical or anything, but I was like in my head thinking, man, I'm 32 now. I'm so fucking old. Yeah. Like my youth is behind me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know. I know. I know. And now I'm like, I'm, I'm 30. I'm about to be 34. So it's not like I'm old, but I look back, I'm like, shut up. Oh my God. You know, though, we all go through that. And I I mean, I've met so many people and myself too. Like you go through these moments and sometimes you have great days and sometimes you don't, but it's really important to put things in perspective. And, you know, so there's, there's this really great, um, concept where like when you are in those moments, it's important to identify it because you're not in the best place. And the the best thing you could do is do nothing. Sometimes we make decisions when we're really angry, never a good idea, or we make, you know, so it's important to kind of think about that. And then also, I think there's that concept of like, do no harm, which I think is super important. Like I will, I will take care of myself and I will do what's right for me. But there's also like a line, like I had, like I said, I have kids, right. I have to think about, well, this is a responsibility that I have here. And where, where does that line stop? Um, and I really too, you know, there's sometimes, I mean, there's times where, you know, I want to sleep in and I want to do this and I want to do all these things for me. But I think if I neglected my responsibility, I would feel worse down the line, you know? So that's important. And that's, that's a big part of like that personal growth and like figuring out who you are. You could, I think people and human beings in general are powerful enough to be able to carry people in their shadow, especially people who are worth it. You know, I'm not talking about like toxic people who are constantly no, no, no. like, you know, but you know what I mean? Like if there's good people around you, being able to kind of be there for them, it just makes you better. Like I'm very lucky. I have amazing sisters and brothers, for example, you know, they drive me nuts sometimes that they're super cool. And like b- knowing that, like, I've got these people who have my back. Like I was going through something a while ago and my si- one of my sisters and I, you know, we butt heads a lot. But the minute she found out that I was in trouble, she like picked up the phone and she's like, you can come live with me right now. And I'm like, girl, it's not that bad, but it's, it's it's nice to know that you have that. Right. And I think that the way that you get that is by putting people first in a healthy way. I agree. Yeah. I like something you said, though. the doing nothing. I I think there's, that's such an underrated thing to do. Like I think so often all of us like need to fix, like, I don't know if that's a, I've heard that that's more of like a male brain thing. I don't know if that's true or what, but I don't really read into that, but I've heard that men very often were taught to fix things growing up, at least in American society. So doing nothing is almost like not an option when there's something going on. And I've had to really learn, especially with my fiance, because I love her to death she when we first got together there was a lot of challenges because she's very hard-headed and stubborn and I'm very go with the flow so I had to learn how to like not try to fix things that were going on with her and that was very hard for me to learn and once I learned like it's okay to do nothing sometimes it'll be okay Mm -hmm. like it calmed my world down like nothing else ever in my life it's yeah it's I mean it's so much easier said than done too, especially if your emotions are really high and you're like, Oh my gosh. Or like, you know, something, I don't know. Like it's just, it's not our natural inclination to just sit back, you know, but it is a great lesson. I, and I learned it from my girlfriend. She awesome advice. Good on her wherever she is. Good on, good on you. I'm clapping. Thank you, Anna. Thank thank you, Anna. I don't know you, but (laughs) well, dude, believe it or not, we're, we're at an hour. Nice. That's we crazy. did it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> no kids, a- no kids running around in the background this time. Sorry about that. You don't have to be sorry that you're, you're a mom. 
that's that's what moms do they, they take care of their kids i i, I thought it was kind of cool actually when they came in and like he was like mom i want you i want i want a cookie at the kids be yeah yeah he did he loves cookies so I, I was like dude she's in mom mode this is awesome to watch like she's like yeah he had his he met in one hand and you know he wanted cookies so i, I had to go i love but it. i appreciate I it. it no 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 i thank you so much for being back on though this was a blast i, I always love talking to you same thank you so much i appreciate you yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, Have a great you, weekend. Well, do do not go. Do not get eaten by an alligator. I will do my best. I can't promise anything because there's apparently at least three living in a pond. Oh, God. In the corner. So <laughs> um, if you don't hear from me a while, hey. <laughs> it's nice knowing you. Um, do you want to tell people where they can find you, like online? Yeah, yeah. So I, I I'm new to TikTok. So Aisha coaches, and then um, on Instagram, it's the real Aisha Alawadi. Awesome. Aisha, thank you so much. This is so much a blast. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Yeah, no problem. And thank you, everyone, for listening.